0: John roots the truth that Jesus is able to give eternal life in two things in John chapter 8. The first is the judgment of God, and the second is the deity of Christ. Let's examine that first one as we look at John chapter 8 verses 42 through 51. This episode is the continuation of a conversation or confrontation that Jesus has with the religious leaders of the day. This portion of the conversation was lit on fire after Jesus says that apart from him, that these people would die in their sins, but that he offered them true freedom from their sins. To this, the Jews responded by saying, We don't need your freedom because we have the right roots, we have the right religion, and we have a better righteousness than you. To which Jesus responds by saying, you're slaves of sin and the proof is that you keep trying to kill me and you do not receive my word which I speak on behalf of God the Father. Therefore, you're not of God, you're not Abraham's children. you are of the Father, you're of your father, the devil. Well, you might guess how that went over. Left with no other legitimate argument though, the religious leaders resort to mudslinging. They call Jesus a demon-possessed Samaritan. This was one of the worst racial slurs a Jew could cast at someone. Samaritans were half Jew, half Gentile, who had taken the law of God and fitted it to their own particular culture and desires. You see this partially in John chapter 4 with Jesus' encounter with the Samaritan woman. And the hatred between the Samaritans and the Jews ran deep. So as a way to diminish and slander Jesus, the Jews say that he must be a Samaritan, not knowing who his daddy really was. And he must be demon-possessed since he says that the religious leaders do not know God as their father. This is one of those statements that would have put a hush over the crowd and all eyes would have been on Jesus to see what vitriol he would spew back. Can I tell you from personal experience that holding your tongue is a terribly difficult thing to do in the flesh? But a person who's being progressively sanctified by the work of the Spirit and the Word of God will realize how useless and pointless it is to lash out. All we can do is trust God to judge the situation justly. And He will. Jesus tells His disciples that they can expect to be pulled into courtrooms and blasphemed and mocked and lied about. But don't worry about what you're going to say. That's what He tells them. Jesus, here in this part of John, is giving us a perfect example of this. One of the amazing things in this passage is that in the midst of all of this hostility, he continues to hold out gospel hope to those who hate him. Notice what he says in verse 51. If anyone keeps my word, he will never see death. But what does any of this have to do with judgment? Notice what Jesus says about God in verse 50. He says that God is the one who seeks the exaltation of Jesus. God is the one who seeks the glory of Jesus. Jesus is not exalting himself. He's not promoting himself. God is seeking that. God is doing that. And God is the judge. In other words, if you find yourself opposed to Jesus, on the opposite side of Jesus then you find yourself in a world of hurt because God is on Jesus' side and He is the ultimate judge. Where you stand with Jesus, or better put, where Jesus stands with you, is of ultimate eternal significance. Jesus says as much back in John chapter 5, verse 24, Truly I say to you, whoever hears my word and believes Him who sent me has eternal life. He does not come into judgment, but is passed from death death into life so the promise of eternal life is based upon God's judgment of what you do with the person of Christ when you pray today please remember Angel de Jesus and his family our changemaker missionaries in Puerto Rico and also remember the goni lifeward broadcast that's heard in Tanzania